Blog Talk Radio. If I remember how to do this, it's been so long. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host for Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB FM in Oklahoma. If you're listening from Oklahoma, welcome everybody. Happy New Year, January 5th, 2021. And we're kicking it off with you. Uh, the first of our shows for Tanya Talk series with um, on air, and um, I just kind of thought that it would be a nice idea to have some overall discussions. It's been an over the top year for us all. Well, as I said in the promo, maybe not everybody because we know that a lot of the shows really it's it's about you know, it's public corruption and um, how to reform it and exposing it. But also, we like to bring the good things to the table when the good things happen. And that's what keeps us going, because when something works, why stop? So I want to thank everybody for listening, for tuning back in 2021. There's a lot of people that probably have more time on their hands than uh, what they have in the past with this whatever you want to call it, uh, going on. And I believe that there has been quite an uptick for alternative media, okay? I think that's a great thing because people are taking some time to, you know, dig through the dirt themselves. And so this is a great time, day, and age for People like you that are listening, that are advocating, people that are interested in really knowing the truth. And we want to thank you once again for caring about the truth and for essentially subscribing to um, forums like this. And and we know that Marty Oakley has several hosts that bring some valuable uh, topics and tremendous stories. And this shows in coordination with the Washington, D.C. Annual Whistleblower Summit, which Marty Oakley is very immersed uh, in, and I've had the pleasure of uh, being somewhat myself, and that's thanks to Marty. And uh, so we want to consider uh, thinking about that Whistleblower Summit every summer in D.C. It was remote this past year. Look it up, Google Annual Whistleblower Summit, Annual Whistleblower Summit, tremendous forum. And that's all I'll say right now because I think this night is going to go fast. So we're going to bring out some opinions tonight. Uh, You know, public corruption shed very little selection 
in, in the bias arena. We know some of it definitely does exist, but generally, as long as you're someone who can be preyed upon and, and the malfeasance can actually gain from you, um, you're a walking, talking, living, and breathing target. Bear waiting to be swooped and picked up, and maybe it won't happen to you, but it could. You'd never imagine it. You'd never actually imagine it. That being said, we've got some really good public servants out there that have become allies, and we need more. We need more, and they're allies because they're just good people. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But we need to make it so that the malfeasance are the exception to the rule instead of the rule. So let's talk about what is the overall problem, what's the overall thing that's going wrong in our country, and as well as others we know. And Marty has some international uh, people that are regulars on her shows, um, Australia and whatnot. So pretty big and wide um, audience here. You know, is it transparency? Is it, wait a minute, could it possibly be the fact that our Bill of Rights, the amendments in our Constitution, have not been upheld? So anytime there's any kind of corruption that's taking place in the public arena, it is Forgive me, I'm going to say the word simply, but I think you know what I mean. It is simply because our civil and human rights have been perverted. And guess what? Those rights are supposed to trump any gosh darn thing that puts you at less of an advantage than a public servant. You're all supposed to be playing on the same level playing field as long as people are honest. Immunity, screw immunity. It is done by accident. Fine, immunity, make it right. But when there is knowledge that due process has not been had, when exculpatory evidences are not allowed, when um, when the trials are rigged, believe me, they do get rigged, not all of them. Uh, then, you know what, I think it should be the same thing as somebody who makes up uh, something about, like, being raped or being a a victim of something else when it wasn't really done. You get twice the doggone sentence. You get twice the sentence if it happened to you and me. Because these people are in positions of trust, and if they are violating our trust, that is a toxic breeding playground, and that's something that we need to discuss because there's all of this cancer that's just growing and growing and growing, and we need to deal with it, and we need to keep coming united. So let's talk about that again, all right? Let's talk about that in its many forms that it can uh, show up as, all right? If you're interested in following uh, some of the pages, groups, you might want to look at Journeys to Justice. Journeys to Justice. Uh, you might want to look at Justice in Oklahoma Exposed. And uh, 
Tanya Talks views news and interviews just recently started that page uh, where I can have a little bit more of a general podcast about some really cool things uh, on, on another day. So I want to welcome, we've got uh, some of our regulars here with us tonight, and I know Tina, Tina Gers, my, uh, hello. Hi, Tina. How are you, Tina? I'm good. <laughs> Tina and I have started a nonprofit together. So what's going on, Tina? Well, I actually have good news. Um, I told you last time we were on air, they were only letting the inmates get $15 worth of food a week. Mm -hmm. And um, about a week ago, they raised it to $20. And now they're allowed to spend $35 on whatever they need so they can get their personal hygiene products or food. It's They don't designate. Yeah, we did a call to action and had a lot of people calling DOC to the point where DOC headquarters quit taking calls. They quit answering their phone. Mm -hmm. But after that... Changes. We just keep starting I wasn't involved in this one, but oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I think that's great. Do you notice nobody's got those bracelets? Remember, it was supposed to be January 1st? I would say we mm-hmm. did a pretty good job with that, didn't we? I would say. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. No, we're still winning out by no GPS bracelets. So um, I want to see who else is on with us right now. I. I do have somebody that I know is going to call in who will remain anonymous. Um, I'm going to say, um, okay, keyword will be, uh, you know who you are. I'm not going to say anything. Are you on with us yet? Okay, he's not on yet. But uh, if he chooses to call in, uh, he will remain anonymous. I also want to speak a little bit about the McGurk ruling and the effect and the impact that, that that has on both criminal and civil matters. McGirt ruling, which the uh, this year, which has caused quite a, um, a, a fury <laughs> at, the, at the Attorney General's office. Um, okay, so uh, we also have David Arndt. David Arndt uh, is on with us. So how are you tonight, David? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. It's good. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, David is uh, somebody who uh, came on probably the first time a couple of years ago uh, regarding uh, much more than just a family matter, but um, also (laughs) how would you like to explain it uh, in a nutshell, David? And Uh, And this is still a fight that continues. This is not one of the ones that's buttoned up for sure. Sure. Yeah, I would say it, it, it's certainly a uh, – it is more than a family matter. It's 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 more of a judicial uh, um, preference matter or a just judicial malfeasance matter that has gone on and, uh, you know, that, that, that our courts uh, prove over and over again that they don't offer fairness or consistency or due process to certain select groups of individuals. And, and really and probably truly, 
most everybody. And Dave, let me ask you something. Now, if 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 our constitution and do and our our uh, our rights were upheld, would this ever have been an issue? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. If, if if the constitution was followed, uh, then obviously the laws that are in effect would then follow the constitution. And if the judges follow the judicial process based off the Constitution, which would be based off law as well, then this would not be an issue at all. So it all comes down to – really, it all comes down to the Constitution. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And you Hello? Know, and uh, who do we have on now? Is this Michael Jackson? No, it's Michael Washington. Oh, forgive me, Michael Washington. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I actually have another friend who's Michael Jackson who was going to come in. But, oh, uh, he's on a call in, but he's out of state um, and visiting family. So nice to meet you. I know that we're friends, you know, pseudo friends on or not, you know, on Facebook, and I've seen a lot of what you've done, your work, and so. Welcome. I know that you and Tina have been in touch, so I want to thank you for everything you're doing out there. Oh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, this is a common everyday folk, um, political activists, community activists from Oklahoma City. Uh, again, I take no prisoners. and I attend a lot of city council meetings, uh, board of corrections meetings, uh, uh, city uh, county commission meetings, court proceedings. I mean, I do it all, and I just let those people know that they're going to recognize the rights of citizens as well as prisoners, inmates in county jails, or whatever the case is, because I want to speak for the voiceless, otherwise voiceless people. And the voiceless people are those who are the ones mostly getting trampled on in these prisons, uh, being exposed to COVID-19, and uh, being deprived, being beaten, uh, deprived of the food, proper education, and outdoor recreation, the things of that nature. So, I mean, I would want someone fight for me if I was the case with the way around. So that's what I do. Yes, yes. So you don't think they should get maggots in their food either, huh? And black mold all over the place and uh, oh, filters no. well, no. that aren't changed and uh, and frozen puddles in in in, in their in their cells uh, with a uh, less than um, fabric uh, of a blanket. And uh, if you want to call it a blanket, you don't think you don't think that's okay. You don't think it's okay that. Um, you're retaliated against if um, if you want to lodge a complaint, or you don't think it's okay that uh, it's mostly the corrections officers that are bringing in the uh, the cell phones. And yeah, they're, they're doing all free. that. Yep. Well, yep, so. yeah, not, that's right. But not only that, you know, my point of the matter is that why I came on tonight is I want everybody to know that we're getting ready to do a rally out in front of uh, the county jail on the 23rd of this month. And from one to three, and we're going to ask okay. everybody to come on out because we want you to voice your opinions and let everybody know that we're not playing. And just like Brother David spoke about, I've known him for a while, the justice system, I don't call it justice, I call it injustice. And, <laughs> yeah. again, that's a Injustice that's a in Oklahoma Expos, but it's all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's a very what fitting name for it. At the rally the 23rd. Yeah, from 23rd, from 1 to 3 at the Oklahoma County Jail. And this will be an opportunity for the loved ones to come out. I know every one of us have loved ones, friends, or somebody of a friend that's in jail. We want to talk about being deprived of proper Medicare, how an influx of prisoners 
where you hold a jail that's uh, designed to hold 12,000 people. You've got more than 1,700 in there. I mean, in other words, uh-huh. it's designed to hold 1,200, but you got 1,700. Clearly, that's going to be a disruption on every level as far as getting showers, going outside the cells, getting the proper food, getting fed on time, getting the proper medications you need, uh, showers and so forth. So, And then, again, COVID-19, you got people with uh, having to swim with gnats doing their showers and bed bugs in the cells. I mean, I get letters of things to people all the time. So we wanted to come out and let them know that their voice, once again, is being heard from the letters they've written. And we're gonna let them know that by themselves. Yep, uh, you know, and and I'll I'm, I'll admit because everybody knows that it does happen. You know, I I get a lot of um, the photographs and video and uh, things like that straight from, you know, the uh, you know the scene of the crime, <laughs> you know, so to speak mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I just think it's um, it's you know it's horrifying, um, you know, and there's a lot of reasons, um, reasons, you know, why things like this are, are happening and none of them makes it okay um, that it's happening. Now, mm-hmm. Tina and I are going to have um, a great audio special that we're putting together and I'm not going to uh, spill the beans on it, but it's with um, mm-hmm. a man who uh, pretty highly ranked in the um, – in the prison system, and a woman who uh, has a uh, you know a degree in psychology, and how they got together, and actually um, have an amazing formula for success. But that will only work if the states decide that they are not going to use it as a way to, um, you know, I mean, listen, those prisons were already overcrowded prior to COVID. We know that, right? Most and many of them. Oh, of course. So this is a problem that came out a lot more since COVID, but it's been a problem that has been there long before. And you know that. You've been around for a long time doing this. That's right. Hey, Tanya, when you talk about that, I want to point out a statistic, and I don't remember if you – I put this in one of my recent emails, but and, – and by the way, Michael is a great warrior. I, I appreciate all that Michael's done, but when we talk about the county jails, I think this is important for everybody to remember, to know that that about 80 – I think it was 84 percent of the people in county jails have not been uh, to trial. So they're sitting in jail, which essentially by our constitution – if we abide by the innocent until proven guilty, we have 84% of people in a county jail that are not guilty of a crime yet. And, and they're being so deprived we, of a speedy trial, right? Absolutely. And and, and that there's a whole lot of other constitutional uh, issues a- along with that, but we have to understand that we can't treat people, even if they have been adjudicated of a crime. You know, and, and been found guilty. There's a lot of people that have been found guilty that are not. But even even a guilty person that is truly guilty that's found guilty, we still they still have rights. But when we think about the big picture of our county jails, 84 percent of people are being held in a county jail that have not had a trial yet. So therefore, they are innocent. They are not guilty because they have not had their due process of a trial. Mm. Well, that's absolutely right, Dave. Um, 
and see now that's what I want to again I want to come on tonight and explain to you that I want to start a coalition that is designed for the most part, just like you said, for for example, a person being in there incarcerated and, and being denied a fast speedy trial, well, they would probably need more than likely for my researchers to file a motion to dismiss baseball premises of it being denied a fast speedy trial and not given adequate, effective, and meaningful access to courts. In other words, you have to say the words, you have to say the due process, 14th Amendment, you have to say the 4th Amendment, you have to say 5th Amendment. You have to say those words because if you don't you have to the proper... Yeah. Right. You know, so if you don't say those things, then the courts don't look the other way. However, with me, I want to start a class action lawsuit as well. Again, y'all will be hearing more about this about that? on the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to talk us off of off air too then because we've got a pretty good crew and we're going to be heading to D.C. and I hope that you'll join us. You know, we're planning a trip right, to that's, that's, that's what we want to do. You know, again, it's, you can't do it separately. You have to be the arm. If I'm the arm, you're the leg. If he's the head, he's the ear. If he's the feet, he's the, the toe. In other words, you, you collectively on a tree. You know, a tree is known by the fruit it bears. So, in other words, mm-hmm. it doesn't fall from the fall from the tree. So, the work that you're doing, same thing I'm doing, as anybody, David's been doing it. We've, we've fought uh, many cases with his children and things of that nature since he's exposed, I can say that. But at the same time, I'm trying to let everybody know, too, it ain't about how you look, who you are, what, what status in life. It's all about justice, freedom, justice, and equality. Food, shelter, mm-hmm. clothing, love, peace, and happiness. Other than that, everything else don't matter. You know, yeah. simply because you run a, a jailhouse, you don't just run it in an unconstitutional manner. One is horrific, and because you feel like you want to put dollars over lives, well, we're not going to play that anymore. You know, we're going to address no that way. issue directly. If you look at the top ten reasons why people are actually in, in prison, behind bars, you know, pending court or whatever, it's not, it is not murder. It, it is not any of those heinous crimes that automatically comes to your mind when you hear somebody's in prison. In the top ten, you will find the majority of the reasons why somebody is behind bars is addiction-related offenses. Mm-hmm. And they do not, and, you know, in many instances, as we know, there is a lack of, when it's, you know, there's a lack of rehabilitation. There's a lack of being treated like a human being. You know, listen, mm-hmm. somebody stole a vehicle, you know, that's a huge, bad, bad thing, right? But you don't, but that does not mean that they should be in prison for 24 years on a first offense, nothing ever oh, before. No. You know what I mean? And this is what's happening. Um, you know, well, if, you know, we, we've seen people with, you know, big bogeys go to jail for 10 years and get a, a rapist be released. Um, oh, you man, know, it, it is not, it's not <laughs> even, it's not fair, it's not justice, it's let count how many cars are in your parking lot today, Bayless. Okay, well, he said 45. All right. I do 45 years. <laughs> you know, this is a kind of kangaroo yeah. court that doesn't just happen in family court. Tanya, well, have you heard about Senate Bill 19? Not yet. What, in Uh-oh. Oklahoma? Okay, Senator Michael Bergstrom uh, 
Senate Bill 19 would make assaults on law enforcement officers a hate crime that would be punishable by serving life sentence without the possibility of parole. Now, here's the problem. You get somebody who's drunk and belligerent and stupid. You know what I mean? They're drunk. Mentally ill. They swing at an officer while they're drunk, being dumb, and they could go to prison for life without parole for being drunk. That's what it boils down to. The thing is, I totally respect the good you know, our, our public servants that work under, you know, the proper guidelines um, to uphold and to serve. And there are some that do. There are many that don't. And I do have utmost respect for those that are going out there, especially in the environment these days where, where you know, there are, you know, people being knocked off left and right that are, that are good people as well as on the civilian side, okay? So it's got to swing both ways. It's got to swing both ways. You know, everybody needs to respect life. Yeah, yeah and Tanya, I'm glad you mentioned the, the addiction part of this because when I was a, when I was a police officer, I, I didn't fit in some, somewhat well with a lot of them because I just had a different mindset. But I remember I would, I would pray and witness to people a lot of times in the back of my squad car, but I remember one 18-year-old kid – and this is the reason I left law enforcement and began the, the restoration ministry. He was 18 years old. I was, I was arresting him on some warrants that he had, and he told me that I was the only officer that ever cared enough to ask you know, and, and to, to probe. But mm. to boil it all down, when he was eight years old, he was introduced to methamphetamine. He was introduced to methamphetamine by his mother, yeah, and absolutely. although he admitted that the choices he made in life were his own. He can't blame them on his mom. He became addicted to meth when he was eight by his mom and didn't know any other way and and cried in my car saying, nobody will give me a chance. Nobody will teach me anything. I'm labeled as this uh, drug dealer, dope user, th- thief. And he goes, I don't want this lifestyle, but I don't know any other way, and nobody will help me. And that's what motivated me to leave and begin a ministry. And when we when we understand that yeah he he was right it's his i mean he he took responsibility for his own actions but his mom at 8 years old introduced him to this drug that has 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 uh imprisoned him for our, you know the, the the 10 years that remained in his life uh you know up until that point was you know just heartbreaking that, I'm like Jamie Moore for a story where yeah. she was at yeah. 14 yeah yeah okay i'm sorry to you know it's another she thank god she's you know, out, but uh, anyway, that's another story. Craziness. It's absolute craziness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those Look, are victims of... <laughs> can, I, yeah. can I say something here? Please. Now, let me say, let me borrow just a second here. Y'all. I have to jump in when you get ready. But now, you have to understand, first of all, the systemic constitutional violence, it, let me tell you, it is written up in the policies, practices, in the legislative, through the judicial system, police rankings, through uh, city and county jails, our court system, you have to realize that it is already written that the vast majority of people who are incarcerated today, listen carefully, it's not about due process and equal protection, because if that were the case, nobody would be imprisoned. 
Nobody would be in jail. Oh, Nobody no, would be having a pay time. You see? So the point of the matter here is that I don't want everybody to see to that. When you go before a system, it is already written up by policies and practices, regardless of how right you are, how wrong you are. You have to go through a judicial process, meaning a judge decides, and often I'm sure a lot of y'all know it, that they'll go before a case. They don't have a shred of evidence against you, but you're found guilty anyway. It's called a percentage mm-hmm. of locking a certain percentage of people up. That's by policy. Now then, I'm sure y'all heard it. I'm sure y'all heard that it, it, crime does pay. Yes, it pays. Why? Because the private prison system is relying upon these county jails and they send them people to them because through DOC, if they keep a bed filled about 95% capacity, did y'all know that the DOC had to pay them private prisons if they don't keep them to that extent? So this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. We, this is how they all figure it out in the background. Okay, we need DOC, these many people in jail. That's why, David, what you just said a while ago, that's why they're still in those jails and not let out quickly because they, these people already, they're already plotting and planning on a certain amount of them coming and going to prison after they go to court. Okay, so again, the fight. Go ahead. No, it's for profit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know, the yeah. private prison settings, there is a more than a $300 billion industry. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. So think about that. And Corrections Corporation of America is one of the big ones that runs the world. I mean, you have prisons and county jails, I mean, all over the world, y'all. So think about yep. that. So the legislative act enactments, the legislature here in the United States of Oklahoma as well, they already have what you call plans. They get, I think they get something like, oh, about $25 a head for each per day, taken from DOC for mm-hmm. the private bids. Okay, so when y'all think about that, now, that's why they're not letting anybody out. You see those beds, right? You know, I mean, we have more people in prison in our country per capita than any other country, I believe. And I know there that in Oklahoma, more women than in the world per capita. And it was, in general, anyways, I think we're ranked second now in, in Oklahoma. So, and, No, and not first. Are oh, oh, we back to first? Yes, back right. Still first. first. Oh, oh. Oh, my goodness. I also want to bring yeah. Stephen Burke on. Now, Stephen Burke is a producer of 89.9 KLRB, Lighthouse Christian Radio. And, you know, um, and I love when uh, Stephen is willing to come on. And he's pretty quiet, but when he has something to say, because he, uh, he knows the Constitution inside and out. And, and he also um, in, engages in ministry, um when he's able to do that. And, of course, you know, things have been locked down. Um, and I'm sure they miss him. And I imagine he misses providing that service uh, to others. So, Stephen, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? I'm How you doing? doing? All right. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you have to think about all of this and, you know, how easily that problem could be solved? But then it wouldn't be a money generator for all of these greedy, not all of them, not all of them. Look, there are good people out there. But um, I think we should do away with the word and uh, and, and the meaning and the act of politics. I've heard other words that are... Uh, being advocated to change. Well, I think the word politics and the verb politicking should be done with. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, we don't need politics in the prison, and that's one of the issues because they, they'll they give the, the big shot that's over the prison food a, a big uh, 
bonus at the end of the year if he can cut cost good enough, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So you know what that does to the prison food. I sent you that um, contract that DOC had. Um, they made $2.33 off of a 15-minute call. The prison made that. Mm-hmm. Now, you think about how many people are blessed enough to be able to talk to their loved ones on the inside. Right. I know my husband calls me every day. So I've been mm-hmm. paying the state 233 every day just to talk to my husband. That's outrageous. It adds up. I, I've got a question for, for everybody um, here now. Um, and we'll be taking outside calls in about 10 minutes. If anybody is interested in um, calling in, I'll get off that number very soon if anybody wants to or is in queue. Um, my question is, you know, during a long discussion with um, a grand jury investigator at the Attorney General's office, which he said that Oklahoma is dirt poor. Now, listen, the guy, you know, uh, was engaged in conversation with me for, you know, probably like 45 minutes or so. And uh, some of the stuff I am going to release, I know I keep saying it, I'm going to. I did release the Michael Carpenter stuff, um, but um, but the thing is, why are they really so dirt poor? Why is Oklahoma so dirt poor? Misappropriation. Misappropriation. Too many hands in the pot, mm-hmm. um, and now. And now we have, let's add insult to injury, which Mike Hunter has made perfectly clear, the Attorney General, um, that he's very unhappy about and kind of is like, you know, with his uh, binky and feet kicking, and you know, and I, I'm not a fan of Mike Hunter. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, <laughs> just you're picturing that, right, Tina? Yeah, I am. <laughs> is not happy about that McGirt affirmation regarding uh, tribe territory, regarding already been ruled upon. It's not a new ruling, but, you know, this impacts not just Oklahoma, but a great deal of Oklahoma, but also some surrounding states. Mm-hmm. And that impacts criminal law. I would think it impacts civil law. Because, and what's going to happen with oil and gas territory? What's going to the casinos, I know they're cross-training. Um, some fleet uh, certified peace officers, and they were underserved. The tribes are being underserved because uh, when McGirt did go through, there were pretty horrific things, crimes that were going on. But I also know that there are a bunch of people who have been through the system, some guilty, some not, they're chomping at the bit, waiting to be heard to get their case out of you know, the courts and uh, to be done with it. I see that to be good and I see it to be bad. <laughs> you know, there's different elements to it. But, Donald, yeah, yeah. it belongs Wait. to 
the Indian tribes. Yeah. So, well, the courts haven't ruled yet as far as that is concerned because the Attorney General still has a lot of latitude. And you have to also realize, too, that before the United States became a so-called sovereign state, agreeing uh-huh. in 1866 with the treaties uh-huh. and so forth and so on, let me tell you something. The, the basic, what the court agreed that was that the basic eastern part of Oklahoma, like Tulsa and places around that there, was still tribal land. Thereby, what the attorney general is concerned with, he's not really worried, because he's going to always have the so-called heads of tribal chiefs is going to agree with him that certain parts, even though we are what you call least this land to you, because, see, that's more money for the natives to do that. Okay, let's just keep it real here. It's not, he's, not, he's not worried about not letting a lot of people out. Y'all, come on, be serious. <laughs> well, they they're going to plug it. So, no, but he's going to sweeten the pot. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is this here. All that ruling was is that, okay, the United States, here's the amount of money we're going to let you give us to remain who you are. If you don't do it, get out of our land. It's simple as that, y'all. Let's, let's keep it to the point here. It ain't about who's going to be let out. It ain't about who's who going to be retried. It's about, okay, let us keep these people in here. We give y'all a certain amount, like leasing, like you lease apartment building. Let us continue to lease. Come on now. Ain't none of that land going anywhere. Sub-lease, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. You just said it. Out of all that's been going on, the billions and zillions of dollars that's been going on all these years, don't ever think that that's going back on there will be a fight all the way for 50 or 60 years. So the whole point is, okay, and the United States going to say, yeah, y'all right. We tried to keep it finally. We already knew we were uh, in the Eastern land that belonged to you. The, the, Cherokee, Chaco, and all this. Say, okay, I'll tell you what. Okay, what we're going to sign, just like it with the, the casinos. What did, what did uh, this guy try to do? Uh, Stit? Oh, no, y'all lease up 15 years. No, y'all going to give us more money. Oh, they say, okay, well, hold on. Okay, we're going to court. All right, Stit, yeah, you're right. We ain't got to pay your ass and shut up. Okay, now, mm-hmm. same thing. Same thing, y'all. You have to realize this. It's an inkling as to what's getting ready to be happening. So don't even think about nothing going to change. Nothing is going to change, okay? It's just going to be more money given to the, the right of uh, people, who, the Indians who deserve And I, I support it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, I know going <laughs> – see, this is just it. People, you know, it becomes like a herd. It really does. And everybody's situations are unique. And now I would imagine mm-hmm. there will be people that certain members of the tribes will want to be treated differently. So now is this going to become selective enforcement um, depending on what the tribe decides that they want to do? Or is this going to be across the board, this is what's going to happen with this class of cases, this is what's going to happen with that class of cases. Because I know somebody that had, <laughs> there was a, a, a bunch of people, actually, from the same district court um, that was and is a victim of judicial repo. All the evidence is there. Like, there's just so much collaborative information. You mm-hmm. just, your jaw would drop. Judicial repo, mm-hmm. repo for probate. Plus billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. A lot, a lot to do, a lot of details behind mm-hmm. it, you know, so I can't get into all those things. Now, one of these people is actually, you know, Native American and would and does fit in that 
category, I believe, of somebody that could be possibly made whole because this goes all the way up to some very, very big people. All right, obviously, if it's, you know, as I express. And um, I know that he would like for nothing else, for nothing else than to um, deserve justice as long as, as well as the others and donate a big chunk of money to the tribe. Now, I'd love to see this happen, but I'd love to see the injustices, uh, injustices, all of the victims of the system made whole. Now, just because we're talking about tribal territory and possibly tribal um, courts doesn't mean that there won't be corruption. You, you know what I'm saying? So that can happen anywhere with anybody. I don't care what color, what political affiliation, what, you know, anything. All right? Okay. Uh, this all does boil down but to... Let me tell you something. Let me say this. While it's on my mind, let me say this. I have to jump in. Let me tell you something. First of all, the Constitution of the United States forbid, listen carefully, for a person to be put twice in jeopardy for one charge. Now, simply because someone was illegal and you did me wrong, you can't hold that against me and charge me again. I just told you, they're not going to, that's not going to change anything. What that's going to do, and for the most part, do you know how many floodgates of lawsuits will say, hey, United States, y'all know y'all had me wrong. Oh, man, I need 100 million from y'all now. I'm telling y'all, it's, it's money here we're talking about. And that's why, you, why do you always hear it on TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about nothing. We, we're going to fight you to the end. I told y'all, it's already what you call the, what this gentleman just said earlier, the politics. Okay. The politics behind the motivation behind who gets what and retry. Let me tell you something. The only thing that a person can really do now with the tribal members in Hall this year, once again, they're going to take the situation. They're going to sit down, as they already are negotiating. They're going to sit down in the majority and say, okay, well, okay, boom, 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 this is, this is uh, tribal land. Damn. Okay, we heard that. Okay, then the, the attorney general said, oh, hey, no, we're still going to fight. Listen to what he's saying. We're still going to fight to keep it out. Hey, go get out. Listen to what I just said. So what I'm trying to tell you, they're not going to over- unravel hundreds of years of uh, framework and history. That means everybody in prison would basically have to be let out, y'all. And everybody would have lawsuits. Okay, family members would be able to, to go back and claim lands that should have been not taken from them and all. Sometimes people, even probably like myself and us, you see what I'm getting at? That's just a bunch of controversy to distract us from the real issue, and there's people being given justice in those prison settings. Okay? Sure. Now, like I just told you, they're going to come back and pay them people Okay, this is our land eastern division. Okay, I'll tell you what. We want, like I said, uh, $1.3 billion a year, which the United States has got. Yeah, Oklahoma. Okay, we'll give it to you. Okay, that's it. Case closed. Now, maybe one or two people be loud because uh, a jury shouldn't have uh, didn't see this shoe the animal was blue or whatever. That's enough. That's not. Listen, Don't all of it. our courts need to be constitutional courts. You want to know why? Because it, as much as there, are, there is such thing as good rulings and setting precedents, there's at least, at least as many that are bad rulings and therefore are rolled into further rulings to, that do corrupt the system because they become cited cases of law. That does not mean just because an opinion was written 
and it was decided upon does not mean that it is correct. It does not no, mean no, that it is And so that's, that's right. the thing that drives me crazy, and there's hundreds of thousands of us that have learned the hard way you cannot. If somebody is intending to corrupt the case, not saying everybody is and all that stuff, okay, but we know it happens a lot, and guess what? They will always, always win. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. in my opinion, you come out with big guns and you cite constitutional law, and that will trump everything. Now, if there's a federal case uh, to, uh, to make uh, them that happy, to, to support that, that's fine, too. But the bottom line is human Hey, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Hey, that was pretty cool. You you talk about the federal. See, you talking about the federalism now, from which all other mm-hmm. states were given its its right to operate and function independently, as you just stated. Though, however, it has to be done within the constitutional precepts and amendments, thereby acknowledged by the federal constitution of the United States. See what you just said. Now, listen. To what I like that. So, why don't we start even again? Sit down at the table, y'all, and let's talk about the constitutional issues that the state of Oklahoma is deliberately and flagrantly disregarding for the purpose of, again, the M-O-N-E-Y. I just told y'all, businesses profit from people being incarcerated. Everybody, okay, you got the canteens, you just spoke about canteens, and all. I'm trying to tell y'all, it's the money. So let's talk about it. Look has the Bar Association, Michael, the Bar Association is actually an arm of the Supreme Court. I don't know what else it is. There are too many. Oh, uh, I guess. We have got the fox is guarding the hen house left and right. They're not there supporting the average Joe out there. Oh, so I But they are greedy, lip chopping, dribbling, drooling heathens. <laughs> Those that are. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? I, I myself, I file do a lot of legal work, paperwork. I'm a certified paralegal, by the way. And what I do, you know, I got a letter from the, a couple of them, matter of fact, from the Oklahoma Bar Association. Oh, you're doing legal work for, you were doing the work for law. You just said, no, I said, look here, I'll tell you what, y'all write me one more time. I'm going to see how much money you got in your pocket. I'm going to do it. Matter of fact, next time I do something, I'm going to send you a copy. Well, yeah. I said, uh-oh, Michael Watson, leave him alone. I just told you, <laughs> they want to corral and corrupt and keep the money in between themselves and nobody else exists. But at the same time, our problems today, y'all, is that our, our problem today is the, not every one of them, but the majority, vast majority of the public defenders. Listen to that. The public defenders are the ones, again, like David just said, the ones that let your clients stay there in jail. You know to file the right stuff, but you're part of a system. You know not to file it because they will get on your case. I keep trying to tell you, go, once again, we have to know who to attack to get this situation corrected. Hey, if a public defender not doing right, yeah, so if the public defender's not doing right, let's, let's file the class action on them. I keep trying to tell you, this is the kind of revolutionary work that, that's been missing, and that's why we well, don't have a lot of stuff going on. I've been collecting affidavits, affidavits. I've been doing it for several years, and I was there doing it with a lot of family court and things like that, but we've been getting them for, um, for you know, you the, the, the criminal, you know, justice system and, and uh prison. So we, we need to sit down and have a conversation, at least for a Zoom or something like that, I would say hopefully this week, if uh, we, can, we can do that. Yeah. Um, because, it's, you know, it's... 
I, you know how they tell you, you go to the judicial oversight and you go to the bar, and you know what they mm-hmm. say? It's their instant, oh, this isn't our jurisdiction, phone with, oh, oh God, I'm trying to remember her name now, for a good 45 minutes. Every time she said that, well, I sat there and I cited something back, and I cited something back, and I said, so I said, so you see, mm-hmm. it really is your jurisdiction. What do you want to tell me now? Taylor Henderson. Dave, you said something? I just said Taylor Henderson. Taylor Henderson, not (laughs) sure. Hey, you you know what, though? Um, Let me tell y'all something. I'm about to I got to run here because I'm a careful about it. But let me tell y'all something. One thing before I go, listen to this here. I am willing, and Dave will tell you this. I mean, man, we, we've talked to, from sun up to sun down. I mean, I've done what I can, and he's done what he could. Let me tell you something. I'm all about progress. That's not about a big I, a little you. It's about us being on one accord, coalition, and letting these people know that they're going to get some a big old fight. Like you said a while ago, ma'am, about you collecting affidavits, that is exactly what we need. We need more people telling us about the prison system, more tell what I told you right now is that when we start filing these class actions, also that they're now you're seeing, guess what? They'll start listening to you. Why? Because they don't like getting off their money. They do not, the state, the city, federal government, do not like getting off their money. I just told you. I had a whistleblower attorney. A whistleblower attorney came on about a month ago, if not long. And Mm. you know what? I I, I said to him, can you please confirm that those affidavits, how valuable they are, and so on and so forth. And he was just absolutely, absolutely. Because if they are not, you know, when brought, with a suit, if they are not opposed, then they are fact. You know, if they can't prove you wrong, you know, oh my goodness, we have the board is jam full right now. So we've got lots and lots of listeners. Uh, Marty, is anybody trying to jump on or no? Uh, probably somebody who wants to call can't get on right now. The board is jam well, full. Yeah, so that's probably the yeah, that's probably the problem because we are jam up. So, um, and if you do call in, please remember if you want to speak to the host or the guests to hit that number one immediately when Blog Talk answers, and that'll flag you in the queue. So hopefully, I can find you. Okay. Now, if all the lines are full, you can't get a new call then, right? Is that what you saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it's not well, a bad okay. problem to have. You know, um, we welcome people to send messengers. Um, Tina, do you want to give out um, some information, um, you know, to, or to anybody who wants to message you with any questions or uh, comments or anything like that? Uh, if, oh, if people you want can, to talk, go ahead. They can email okincarcerated at yahoo.com. Or oh, email right. journeys to justice at gmail.com. Or they can just send a message to Tina Tommy Gertz on Facebook. Amen. Amen. Okay. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Hey, and mine's, I'm, I'm just like it. My Michael watch. I mean, just go to the internet and, and, and you find any. I got about nine or ten of forms in there. So, I mean, just, oh, man, I love you. I'm ready to work with y'all. Because, oh, but. No one person, no one group can do this themselves. 
no, you know, and no. when people are sharing their stories, which typically is what we do every year, every every most of the shows, is when other people are empowered and come forward. It's like a um, snowball, That's right, true. Tina? Yeah. It is. It is, and and it's wonderful the power that we have when we're all united together. Amen. Yeah, we like I say, just about last night we went up to uh, the DOC headquarters. I mean, a few of us, but we we, we let them know, hey, y'all, let's, let's get this person's acting better now. Get your behind up out of there. Get fired. Let's take over. Y'all go, oh, we laid it out. I'm telling you. Hopefully, y'all come on the yeah. 23rd as well because everybody's voice counts. It's in unity, we win. Everybody has to want to say something, going to speak. Hey, and what, what our next move is going to be, it's all about, it's not a big eye, I you. I'll sit back and watch the table for you. I get. I guarantee you one thing. When they come to your restaurant, they say, "Well, who do did this lovely table like this?" Oh, I did, Michael. So I ain't got to be out front. You can serve the food. I just want to be able to be helpful walking. Right, right. So that's just what I do. It's you know we need to complement each other's strengths. Uh, people need to document, 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 document. There you go. If you have a conversation. If you have a conversation with DOC, then you follow that up with an email saying, pursuant to yes. our conversation, and you confirm yes. that. Everything that you do, and I say this um, to all to the loved ones that listen to, everything that's going right or wrong, getting your mail, not getting your mail, asking, Amen. For, asking for medical care, getting it or not Amen. getting it, you need to keep a log every time you talk to your loved one, every single time. Or you can talk it. to someone else. Those logs, and you know that, uh, that matters when you're in front of the right people. And Amen. the point Amen. is getting it to the right people. Uh, so keeping that log, right? What that lady said a while ago, she said, well, we call so many times, they say, cut the lines off on it. That's what you got, bug them. I mean, be that bug and a rug on their behinds. I mean, no, don't give them no rest. And like I said, I want to sit down there. I'm not getting ready to go, but I'm going to do to this, ma'am. I appreciate the night what y'all let me get on. I mean, if anything I can do with you. I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm just here to help out where I can, write letters. I'm a, like a certified paralegal. I can do research. I've done many of it. I've filed many briefs. I don't need a lawyer to do nothing for me. I can do it myself. I mean, I know how to do everything. I know how to argue. If y'all go to some of my Facebook page, see some of my videos, <laughs> I love to argue and all that, too. So don't back down. So, you know, we got to have a little bit of everybody do everything they need to do. Thank you. I appreciate you. We'll be zooming it very soon, aren't we, Tina, Dave? Yes. I go, yeah. Well, we, we'll, we'll need to set up a, a face-to-face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sit down and get the table. You know, eat some make, make a coffee or some donuts with it or whatever and do like, see, that's how, that's how successful big corporations, <laughs> big business, they get successful. They sit down, you know, and they sit down and they joke and have fun, and, but the, by the end of the day, they, they're kicking behind. They're kicking butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, running the world a bit, and we can do it too. We can do it together. Yeah, and I know each each and every one of you. I know you know Tina, Tanya, Michael, all of you. I've had the, the pleasure of knowing, and I know each one of you is passionate about it. And and it's just, and, and none of us are are done fighting, and we're going to continue. We just got to bring the right people. And and, and Tanya, I'm glad you there talked about you the affidavit. I actually just spoke with someone the other day about those affidavits and how we create the record of truth. And mm-hmm. so yeah. that's what we're going for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. Um, or something just in the tip of my mind. So that's just, you know, I, I mean, just it's just that keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Um, Tina Amen. and somebody else has been very, very busy. Um, also, oh. on top of everything else, transcribing some of the podcasts. Um, that we've had Amen. where there's okay. testimony being given and, um, you know, pertinent information that is that that just creates enough of a pattern, you know, that it's not just one person saying something. See, these aren't flukes. They're not mm-hmm. flukes. And definitely not. You know, it, it, if there was a fluke, if there was an error, that's one thing, but when people are trying to listen, we know Joyce Gilchrist has gone down in history, and and that's for putting people uh, to uh, uh, to death, uh, you know. And uh, who is no the other one? What's, what's the other guy? He's dead now, too. Uh, Joyce Gilchrist, and oh, there's one other that they're notorious. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh. Both of them people need to wake up, wake up and, and die again. By the way, they just murdered all people in the hall, man. Oh, God. Y'all, yep. mm-hmm. yep. right. I got to go, but thank y'all so much. I'm getting out of here, and uh, definitely let not, let's not let this be our last time. Okay. All right. I all right. really Thanks. appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on, and um, they'll say it again, but I'll say it right now. Uh, anybody who is in the area or can be in the area, Oklahoma County Jail um, on January 23rd, 1 to 3 p.m., Oklahoma County Jail. Um, On behalf of prison reform, human and civil rights, we need to make allies with people. You know, like I've got a few contacts that are getting some good things done, um, you know, that mean a lot, a little. And when... um, we have somebody doing it kind of from behind the scenes and helping out that's in a place where she can do it or he can do it or whatever, um, that's a great thing. And so we need to build on those allies that are actually the public servants and care about uh, abiding by human stability. And, um, and so we need to build that. Uh, so I, can, I can certainly, you know, I want to make friends. I want to make friends. Uh, but when people decide to say no, 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 and suppress the truth, then you know what? Okay, we'll just go over your head. Following the hierarchy and then going hierarchy. <laughs> no, I'm not stepping on anything, Tina. <laughs> I think you've got a caller. I think so. Yes, um, area code nine seven two. You're live and on the air. Yes, hello. I am Hi, just tuning in, so I didn't catch the beginning of the show, but um, I believe I've been told about the the show by Mr. Dave. Uh, I hope I say it right. Aren't aren't? Well, thank That's you correct. for calling. Yeah, so um, Dave Thank you, Dick, for talking about us. 
So Dave knows me, and he's he's been talking with me about everything I'm going through currently and my story as it's unfolding day by day, hour by hour. Um, but I guess the show is talking about injustices within the court system and legal system and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my, my concerns are, you holding are out? what's that? How are you holding out? I've been better. To be honest, it's knee, cr- it's knee crumbling, isn't it? Yeah. But but there's something about knowing that you're not alone, and having a David, and having other people that are fighting by your side. Yeah, uh, having David there has really uh, grounded me of sorts. gave gave me a basis to uh, regroup and and start a fight from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't even know. I, I'd, I'd share a little bit of my story. I'm not sure where to begin, but I, I was in a relationship with a uh, a woman for about three years, and just recently we had a a daughter together. She she just turned five months old today. Well, congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Um, I wish I could see her. You know, I didn't get to see her on Christmas or New Year's, and I have no idea what her current statuses or how she's doing because you know her mother won't let me see her and from what i understand she's taking her across state lines now um but this this woman i've been in a relationship with her for about three years um but yet she's still married to another man and from what seems to be refuses to get a divorce i've brought it up with her multiple times um so that's that's led to arguments between us here and there um but to kind of you know Make my whole story short. I was yeah. I was served by her on December 11th with a emergency protective order, and I was removed from my own home. And this is a home that I have provided to her. You know, I put her on my lease as an occupant, um, and the idea and intention is for us to start and build a life together. But yet she still talks to her husband like they're college roommates. Um, and I understand they have kids together, so there's going to be times where they talk to a degree and I'm okay with that. But when they talk, text, Snapchat, mm-hmm. Facebook friends, everything like that. Then then why are they living? So you know, some of the things that I got I was removed from my home and it's going on a month or maybe a little over a month now that I haven't been able to go to my home. Um and it it, it seems that I've I've had a few hearings but and I've brought up with the help of Dave, I brought up some inconsistencies with her statement and the things that were filed on the EPO or marked. But after re- bringing them up to my attorney, it's like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and after like, thinking about you? it, okay. What what county are you in? What county I'm are in you Tulsa in? County. Tulsa County. Where? Oh my Tulsa goodness Okay. I live in a, yeah. Okay. I live in Owasso, and I'm in Tulsa County. Mm-hmm. So, Who's your um, if you want to, uh, I, I've I, I've hired Cordell and Cordell, and from mm-hmm. what I understand, they're they're a pro rights men's rights attorney. Um, they're mm-hmm. pretty expensive, but I'm I'm hoping I see a a pickup in the in the fight with my attorney because I have a court hearing tomorrow at ten thirty. What judge are you in front of? I think it is Sparkman. 
you have a hearing tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you have a temporary uh, protective order against you, or is it, or is that the pending here? You know. So, is was the situation worthy of a protective order? Or are you being railroaded? Um. So yes, it is a right now. The status of it is an emergency protective order, mm-hmm. and the, her allegations. She's saying that I grabbed her wrist, twisted it, and and basically gave her a fracture on the wrist, which is a hairline fracture. Um, uh-huh. In the APO, she attached a statement. It's dated October 18th. She didn't go to the hospital until I took her to the hospital six weeks later on November 28th. Okay. And uh, there's there's no previous domestic violence assaults. There's been no okay. 911 calls. There's been nothing, you know. You should and be I've able to see your file. Yeah, well, I've done an open record search too, and there's nothing. Absolutely. And, and Tanya, what's interesting is his child's name is crossed out. So the the actually the emergency protective order is not even prohibiting him from seeing his child, just her. But because she has the child, you know. But it was based again. It was based off of an allegation that supposedly happened six weeks prior. But yet, when my EPO was denied because it didn't happen within a week. So it's kind of, you know, it's there's inconsistencies between judges deciding what determines an emergency, what do, does not. Uh, right. And uh, I think we've got another caller um, as well, but if you could stay yes. with us. Uh, stay with us because I have information okay. because I want to But go ahead, Marty. Uh, I just want to bring on whoever okay. is um, into the conversation. Yeah. Hi. Okay, How's it on. going? We're live. Hi. Area code 434. Hey, yeah. it's Khalil. Hello, uh, thanks for calling. And where's four three four? Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, great, great. Well, thanks for calling in. So, what has got your attention uh, tonight? Tension. Um, what do you have to say? What are your thoughts about some of these conversations we're having? Well, I just got on, but my thought is, you know, I've had something like that happen to me before. Where a girl uh, at UVA said I um, I touched her thigh and I accidentally bumped into her a couple times. But what she did is she waited. I apologize because it was an accident. But what she did is she waited until I left to file the report, and she didn't tell the whole story. And I thought that, that was that was horrible. It's to me, people like that should end up with bad karma. Not necessarily anything real bad, but they should end up you know, being sorry for what they've done, like apologizing or something like that. Well, you, you know, something, uh, I think if we follow the um, innocence until proven guilty, um, that's really helpful. It doesn't mean that people shouldn't be separated in the meantime. Um, and and also, like, like in your case, David's friend, I, I really feel I as though, um, you, you know, there should be no punishment to your child if you're not deemed to be risk to your child. So when, uh, it, you know, it's supposed to be about what is best for a child. And it's usually a very high bar uh, to say it's better to take a child away yes. from a parent, mom or dad. It's usually a very high bar to proclaim that it's better to take a child away from their mom and dad than for them to not be with 
their moms and dads. But you see, we have profit in all these, in so many agencies where they get commissions, they get perks, they get this, they get that, and um, and this is what we mean. You know, David was denied rights to bring forward his evidence, exculpatory evidence. Uh, I mean, you know, and this is just, again, these are no flukes. This is the same court that where many things have happened that are, shouldn't be happening before. Patterns, we can all pretty much tell, know what the story is going to be before you tell it. There's just different actors. Um, we have another caller, Marty? Uh, no, they, they just disconnected, so continue okay. on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say. Uh, David's friend, I'm sorry I didn't put your name. Um, you know, you're going to talk to this report. So, so, you know, what are we talking about here? We're talking about problems that are within every state, you know, not the same way, not as invested as others, um, you know, necessarily, but this is a global problem, but we need to pay attention to what's going on here. Right now, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of our children. We need to take care of the next generations, and and we need to, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Tanya, you, you talk about this being a global problem, which is 100% true. The, the the question that I think we all live in, in is how do we attack the global problem? Do we go after the globe, the world, no. or do we attack no. it? And I think that's what we're doing here is we're attacking Oklahoma, trying to bring yeah. change to hopefully bring that Create change the to the rest template. of the world. Create right, the exactly. Be successful mm-hmm. and move through other states, which, you know um, – is, you know, why we're expanding uh, because we have other people in other states that are very interested as well, at least in in various venues like, you know, um, you you know, that they can be as, you know, if they are cataloging and have the information that they're bringing forward, verified, then it just makes a bigger impact on overall uh, prison, the need for prison reform in the states that it's really needed, the criminal uh, injustice. <laughs> um, okay, so um, did you press one? I just got a message from somebody who said they're on hold. So did you press one? Uh, because you need to press one. Let me see. All right, hang uh, on here. I've got okay. 405. 405. Mm-hmm. Can anybody hear me? Yes. Hi there. Hello. Um, Hello. Remain anonymous, right? Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> okay. I am actually one of the ones that have been dealing with a silver bullet effect for over two and a half years following a full-blown narcissistic person that I was dealing with. And when you're saying that, there's different categories in the way they do things and the way they portray themselves and they act like 
nothing they've done ever, like they don't do any wrong. So they're going to throw everything they possibly can at you as far as criminal charges and the whole nine yards and then dump the entire story on top of you. Right. They'll create the narrative. Yes. And I know the other caller, and that's exactly what he's dealing with, is he's dealing with someone that has been previously dealt with this problem and knows exactly how to pull the ropes and play the game. And she's become a master at it. <laughs> so, and I I have literally witnessed the entire thing from a false allegation to the time of sitting in a courtroom watching her sound like a recorded parakeet. Word for word, you name it, you got it. I mean, I'm still fighting false allegations and still fighting a criminal case two and a half years later over this false allegation. Yeah, isn't it interesting when you find these people are telling the judges what to do and the judges are nodding? Because I've seen that happen in some instances. Uh, I've seen a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about the fights I've had. I've had some knock-down drag-outs in the middle of the courtroom, and the attorneys will sit there and just look at you. Like, there's nothing, like, they're like, we can't do nothing. Yeah, that's how uh, I felt yeah, when I was bringing up those uh, those issues to my attorney, and she was telling, well, there's nothing we can do. But they were all valid issues with her statement, the fact that you know it's supposed to be an emergency protective order, but she didn't file it six weeks later. She didn't bring up any issues or concerns about domestic violence when she was at the hospital. And then even after that, she waited another week before she filed the protective order. Right, and that's the thing. They're using EPOs, and they're using it as a silver bullet effect. The easiest way for a woman to get upper hand in all court proceedings is to throw false allegations no matter if they're true, correct, or whatever. They can use false evidence and nothing said to them or said to the court officials that are allowing that to go on. Yeah, and just to play the devil's advocate on this as well, which is, which is true, it, it does go both ways in, in cases too. So I want to just make sure we understand. And I, and I know everybody does, but just to set the precedent that you know, men do the same thing, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's like it, – it's, I think it's a victim versus uh, abuser situation, and whoever mm-hmm. is the victim oftentimes – or whoever is the abuser sometimes can throw those false allegations against the victims in order to gain control. And, and then what happens is the, the spiral effect of, 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 of mounting as much as they can on somebody. I talked with someone here a couple of weeks ago, and they just finally just – Played out to one of the things in order to get it all off and get done with it. So now he's got a, a record of something that didn't even exist because he didn't know what to do, you know. And so it's, it's unfortunate. That's what they do to, to, to intimidate you. Well, and the courts, I think the courts are very biased against men. Mm-hmm. The, the courts much. are very biased against men. In, in some circumstances, absolutely. In some circumstances, yeah. yep. You know, in these kinds of things, oh, you no. know, worse than not, no doubt. We've got area code 206 on. Now, I know to remain anonymous, and uh, and we know each other, and um, uh, for several years, so everything that you have to say or not say has certainly been double, triple, quadruple validated, not that you need, you need to do that. Uh, outrageous. But what are your thoughts in uh, listening to all this? Um, well, can you hear me? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loud and clear. Okay, great. Um, I don't know. I've heard a, I've heard several different stories tonight. Um, Tanya, I, I heard what you had said earlier, and uh, from what I've seen and experienced in the Oklahoma County Court system, is absolutely insane. And it's it's it it is it is crazy, it is crazy that we have a group of people that have absolutely no oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 said billions, but it, it's millions. It's four hundred and thirty-eight million dollars and counting is what I'm missing. Um, yeah, and, that and yeah, there's others from that same district court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So yeah, it, it's a lot of Can money. Can you say that number again? Four hundred and thirty-eight million dollars and counting, mm-hmm. like it's going up every day. Goes up every day. I'm sorry. It goes up every day. The amount of money is continually raising of the amount of money they're bringing through the system. Well, oh, we're talking yeah, about there's that money too. was heisted. That's the amount of money that was heisted that belongs to him. Mhm. Hey, can I can I chip in? Mhm. I um one of the things that we do need to change is the whole system because even like the legal system as far as police officers, it becomes biased because you know a lot of officers are being or getting off from things and it's like the courts and everything are backing them, while at the same time on these TV shows they play victim. You know, a lot of them play yeah. victim. Like it brainwashes people to believe that I, I, um, internal affairs is not on the police officer's side, when in fact an officer involved shooting in real life, most of the time the officer gets off. But on shows, on most of these uh, police shows, they show the exact opposite of what's happening. That is yeah. very true. Yeah. I've seen that very, very thing. So the the realities are, again, this is why alternative forums uh, like PS Radio Network and uh, and Tanya Talks uh, venues are are and you know all the other people that are doing this are you know trying to spread the truth, real life circumstances, not the narrative, not the narrative because it's true. If if you are targeted. Um, it's just like brushing their teeth in the morning. They know exactly how they are going to mop the floor with you. The outcome is already decided upon. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I've heard this from several different um, people who have overheard in breakfast places where judge, a prosecutor, and a public defendant are sitting there determining the cases in advance they were going to have. And one of the things that sticks with me is somebody, uh, one of the three had said, so who's going to be, forgive me, but who's going to be the next poor bastard today? And it wasn't because they started out poor. It's because they had something to take, deserved to wind up poor, it's because they could just bully their way through it. 
They can make you go crazy. They will. It's like a shotgun effect. Um, they will placate you. They will patronize you. They will try to create such a firestorm that you crumble and and, and you just you know slither away. And yep. seems like that's what's happening that's to me. You find out what it is very well. They will actually try to shun you away from everybody. They will do everything in their power, take everything they possibly can from you to make you homeless, and they don't care. And um, I'm not uh-huh. sorry for interrupting you guys. I'm not uh, anti-cop in case someone someone takes it the wrong way, because I'm no, not no, no, fact, no. I'm at a matter of fact, I'm no I know, but uh, in case Danny someone Carter, else is listening, um, in case, in case like I um I I met a UC one time, and uh, you know how I don't know if you guys noticed, but anybody answer me if anybody noticed how when like federal UCs or the, the investigative UCs take their jackets off, they put them next to them, they don't put them on the jack on the uh, same seat they're on. Anybody mm-hmm. notice that? Yeah. You guys notice that? Well, see, this was this this is what told me this was a UC, and then not only that, it was really hot out there that that time, and they had something bulging in their pocket. So I could I something told me it was a UC, and it, it turns out it was a UC, but they were very nice, they were very friendly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's and, a lot uh, of good people in the process. There's a lot of guys that do utmost respect. But the ones we're talking about are the bad apples that want to run it for everybody else, and they use their powers of who they are to basically run other people's lives. Yeah, they do. And see, the problem, the other problem is like people, like certain certain news, certain media's don't want to address that. They make situations mm-hmm. like that work. Like they like with the way one some of the news things go, it's like you. As soon as you call out police misconduct, they call you anti-cop. It's like yep. that's stupid for the news media to do that. Yep, they're dividing people. That's the easiest way to do it. I would love for somebody to tell me I'm anti-justice to my face, and <laughs> and that, that that would be absolutely hilarious. Uh, that that would never happen. Um, but I'm in a unique. Yeah, well, I mean, not to cut anybody off, but I'm in a very unique situation, and I, I don't have a lot of time. So I'm going to spew this really fast and get it out there. So I'll tell you my name. My name is Marshall. I live in Washington State now, but all this occurred in Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. a judge, a current district judge, lives in my murdered grandmother's home. There's a trust fund involved. Ah. They, they all went crazy. They got a hold of it, and it is just a nightmare of what's occurred with this trust fund since then. All of these stories that everybody's telling has occurred to me. I've, I've experienced it first, firsthand. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I could, I could talk for hours about the horror story, but the real issue is, is who do we go to when there is no oversight for any mm-hmm. of this? We've got cops that will refuse to do their job. Yep. Tanya, you've heard the horror story of my grandmother firsthand. It's it's how do, how do you fluke that up? That's 
That's crazy. Yeah, if that's not a mistake. None of that is a mistake. It's, it's horrifying. Yeah, they're not mistakes, you know. And people talk about ex parte communication. Well, okay. I haven't seen many cases where they've actually had letters of the ex parte communication that was occurring, but I do. And they still refuse to do anything. The bar mm-hmm. complaint I made, the bar complaint I made against the guy, they laughed it out. They said, "Oh, he's the president of the bar association." Ha ha. Who do you go to from there? And it's clear. It's very clear. Hundreds of millions of dollars is missing. Yeah. From one family, and if they'll do it to mine, they'll do it to anybody else's. And everywhere I hear, this isn't just in Oklahoma. This is a gamut. People need to understand that attorneys are are working just as much as alongside the judges and the prosecutors to say, hey, guess what? This is our family. We're feeding our family with your money. You know, two and a half years for a misdemeanor case. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's you're getting bled dry. That's your your, your annuity payment now. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know, that will bend over and say, hey, guess what? Well. I fought for this country for 13 years. I refuse to bend over and allow what's happening to this country and to myself and to other families just continue on and on and on. It is, it's crazy. So, so that's kind of what's happened. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to start closing out in about two minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, Marshall, I'm, you know, we're going to want to have you back on. I'm not going to ask you to name names or anything like that. Um, well, this is, I suggest this is all about we... bringing forward the patterns and demanding justice. And, you know, we're not going to get it in the state. You know that. But you still have to meet the parameters of that hierarchy. And, and you know, check it off your list, check it off your list. And, and right. it's... It, well, it, it's going to be interesting when a sovereign nation comes up and says, well, state of Oklahoma, you and all your cronies and all of these judges and attorneys that were involved with this deal are by proxy involved with a murder. And I can't really get into all of those specifics right now quickly, but it's going to be a hayfield. It's going to be a mess for sure. So well, I think I'm going to get off like here. Bit- we will talk. Okay. Big hugs, big hugs, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll talk. Well, we've got a lot, we've got a lot to I'm do. sure. Let's let's do a show, and uh, let's get this out there, and let's start getting something done. Okay. It'll be more than one. All right. Thank you much. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Talk to you later. Well, do we have wow. any final thoughts? Before I close out the show, there I know there's a lot more to go, a lot more to say. Oh, but uh, David, David, we yes, need ma'am. to ask you if you're um, if you have any interest, and um, Tina and I will talk to you uh, with you uh, about something um, about spearheading something um, later uh, because you have been working so so hard. People are calling in uh, because of you. Um, you know, we're on the same page. So what do you have to say um, to our listeners out there? You know, a few, just a few seconds or 30 seconds, please, before we uh, head off. 
Sure. To answer your question, yes. And what what I would have to say to our, our listeners is we we've got to hone in. And I think the uh, a solution, one of the big solutions I have is jury, jury, jury. You know, if we bring our juries back, it's going to reduce a lot of the false allegations, but it's going to take the decisions a lot of out of our judges. Um, more or less, and we, you know, we've got it. We've got to take back control. We've got to give our due process back, and and we've mm-hmm. got to uh, continue to fight and expose. Yes. Anybody else want to say anything? Got ten seconds each because I need to close it out. It'd be nice to get away from the guilty before innocent mm-hmm. and go back to the, you know, right. prove prove that I'm guilty, not Amen. prove that. That's what it's supposed to be. It is yeah, because right now it, I'm, I'm forced to prove my innocence. But why should I be able to do that? Oh, it's supposed to be innocent. Yeah, exactly. Please um, make sure you call back in, that we're in touch with each other. Appreciate you calling in. Um, I know that it's not nearly what you need to say, but it's good to get some things off your chest. Tina, Tina, you, um, we'll be on again Thursday night um, on uh, Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB FM, right? Yes. Got a great show. Um, hey, I'm I'm yeah. running out of time. Uh, I I've gotta I've gotta head off. I wanna thank everybody for tuning in to Yeah, okay. the Network and Stephen Burke eighty nine point nine KLRB FM. Oh boy, we're all over the place tonight, but that goes to show we're doing we're doing the work and we've got a lot more work to do. I want to thank you all for tuning in again. We'll be back on Marty Oakley and Stephen Burke on Sunday evening at 7 Central. Thank you so much, everybody. Be good to each other. God bless and good night.